Uh, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, God, that you have afforded us, God, to be here in this place at this time. God, I pray for your fresh anointing, God, upon your word. God, I pray that you will remove self and let your Holy Spirit, God, intervene and take full control. God, I give you all the honor and the glory. God, I give you all the thanks and all the praise. In Christ I pray. Amen. Well, from the songs that were sang tonight, it confirms what I've been planning to speak on for the past two weeks. And my topic is God in the midst. Um, Taken from Exodus chapter 1 and 2, from chapter 1 to 20, and chapter 2, 1 through 9. And it says, These are the names of the sons of Israel who went to Egypt with Jacob, each of them and their families. Their families was Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Ben, Dan, sorry, and Natali, Gad, and Asher. The descendants of Jacob's numbers were 70 in all. It says Joseph was also in Egypt at that time. It says, now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation had died. But the Israelites was fruitful and they multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them. It says, then a new king who did not know about Joseph came into power in Egypt. He says, look, he said to his people, the Israelites has become too much for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join with our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor. And they build pittons and ramses to store cities for Pharaoh. But the more they oppressed the Israelites, the more they multiplied in Egypt. They made their lives bitter with hard labor and brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. In all their hard work, they use recklessly. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose name was Sapphira and Puhar, when you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe that they are delivering on the birthing stool, if it's a boy, kill him, but if it's a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and they give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Exodus chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, Now a man 
of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket and she coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds, along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendant were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw that it was a baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby? She said, Yes, go. And the girl went and she got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. As I said, the songs that were sang just gave me confirmation that the topic that I picked, God in the Midst, um, just really confirmed to me that it was direction that God would have me go in. So I have four people that I would like us to talk about in this story. The first person, the first group of people is the Israelites. So Moses was born into a family, the tribe of Levi. This tribe had a special calling to perform the priestly duties in the tabernacle where God's presence dwell. We were also born into a family. We have our mother and our father, I was raised with my mom. She was a believer from the time I opened my eyes. I, I saw her praying. We went to church. We didn't have a choice. Um, but I didn't mind not having a choice. I enjoyed doing the things of God, even from a little girl. On a Saturday, we used to have to kneel and pray. And, and mother prayed for a very long time. So we were kneeling for a long time. But that was the heritage that I came from. We all have a heritage. We can all look back and see where we came from to where we are today. And we know the story. The story is about Moses. We know the story about Moses to where he, the family he was born into, to where God had a plan for him. So he was born into this family. But then we move into Joseph. Joseph had died. And those who were remain in Egypt was only 70. Seven zero. We also know the story of how many people came out of Egypt. God was in the midst. It said, then it was said that a new king arose who did not know Joseph, and the king was afraid. I take it that he was afraid. Why do you think the king was afraid? The king did not know Joseph. So why was the king afraid? The king was afraid that he went to such extreme to oppress these people. The extreme was to have them in labor, hard labor, making brick out of straw and working in the fields. I'm sure they didn't get paid much, if anything at all. But his fear drove him to do what it is he did to these people, God's people, God's chosen people. He also said that we're going to make their lives bitter. 
how many times we are in certain places and we just feel so overwhelmed that it's like, okay, this, this is just not working. You feel bitterness in your heart towards situation. This king decided that he's going to make the lives of God's people bitter. But in the midst of all of that, it says they increased. They increased. The Israelites, they increased more and more and more. They were fruitful. They multiplied. It said they became exceedingly numerous that the land was filled with them. That is showing me God was in the midst of the Israelites. My question to you is, who are the people that you are making afraid? The Israelites made the king afraid that he decided that I need to wipe these people out. And if you take the men out of the picture, woman can have a child on her own. You can only give birth. But he was in such fear of these people that he went to those extreme. My question again is, who are you making afraid by what they are seeing in you, by the increase of God in you? We were asked when Brother um, Spence brought the lesson, he asked, how well are we doing? And I don't think he meant how well we're doing uh, physically. I think he meant how well we are doing spiritually. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let us examine ourselves. As Are we making disciples of others? Are we making a difference in the life of others around us? Do we have people in our lives that can say, well, you have made a difference? This king who did not know Joseph or these people was in fear. He may have seen how they came together to worship their God. What are people seeing in us when we come together? What are people seeing in us when we go out in the community? What are people seeing in us when we go to the stores? What are people seeing in us when we go to our workplace? Let us search ourselves. We need to not have the fear that this king had. But we need to have the hope, as the Israelites did, that God was in their lives. And he was there for a purpose and for a plan. Who are you frightening? This king was afraid. This king was afraid. Let us make a difference. Let us desire to make a difference in the lives of those around us. It says, now we see God in the lives of the midwives. Now, I remember when I went to the hospital to have Nathaniel. The doctor said that I was going to deliver on the 5th of February. And the morning of the 5th, I got up and there was pain, so we went to the hospital. The doctor said, no, it's not time yet, so I went back home. And then the, that was the Monday, the Tuesday, went back, no. The Wednesday, no. He said, if anything, come back, we'll be fine. And on the 8th of February, I went. I felt like I spent the whole day there. I might have been one of the um, Egyptian women, not the Hebrew women, because my mother calculated. You had over 100 hours of labor pain. So I'm like, okay. But these midwives, 
these midwives, the job that they had to do. I remember my nurses and I remember my, my, my doctor before I had Nathaniel. I enjoyed, it was a male doctor. I enjoyed and like, and I was praying, God, I want him to deliver Nathaniel. And just all of a sudden I says, no, God, come to find out that he was not a believer. But the, the other doctor that was working with him, she was a believer. And I started to pray, God, I want her to be the one to deliver Nathaniel. And it worked out that she was my midwife that delivered Nathaniel. It was an amazing, I felt just the peace of God in that room. So these midwives, they were not Egyptian women. They were Hebrew women. And the Hebrew women, they knew the God that they served. So when they were given an order, they were given an order by the king. And he says that when you see the Hebrew woman is about to give birth, if it's a boy, you're going to throw that boy in the Nile. But if it's a girl, let the girl live. You see, this king had a plan, but God also had a plan. These women, they showed fear, not fear to the king, but fear to their God. They showed reverence to their God. They reminded me of the three Hebrew boys that when they were placed in the fire and they refused to bow before the king, God showed up in the midst of the fire. And they didn't even come out smelling of smoke. That's the God we serve. Where are you? What are you going through? We are all facing difficult times. We are all going through things. We go to the doctor and there is always something. Where are you putting your trust? Where are you putting your hope? Where are you putting your faith? These women, this was their job. The king could have killed them. He even asked them, why did you do this? Why did you disobey my command? But they showed That they did not fear this man of flesh, but they had fear and reverence to a God who was with them in the midst of everything. The Hebrew boys refused to bow, did not even come out smelling of smoke. They were placed in a furnace. Sometimes we feel like we're in a furnace. Sometimes the things that is coming towards us is just so hot that we wonder, God, are we going to survive? But I'm here to tell you tonight, yes, we are. Because God says he would never leave us nor forsake us because he is the God of our salvation. So just an encouragement. We may have difficulties with our husbands or wives. We may have difficulties with our children, our grandchildren, with our co-workers. We may have difficulties in, in the jobs that we are doing. But I want us to be encouraged To have the fear that these midwives had. Not in man, but the fear and the reverence of the God that we serve. And trust that he's in your circle. And trust that he will never leave you. God shows up. He shows up even when things are too difficult that we do not understand. And he shows himself visible. We see God moving. My sister saw God move when she couldn't find her keys. 
And sometimes we need to just sit still. Be still. Be still. And this morning I'm going to work and listen to my worship music and I'm going. And this car, I don't know if he didn't see me, but he decided to proceed into my lane. And I thank God that he just kept me calm. I just gently toot on my horn and I just kept going. Sometimes we need not to get too flustered with the things that we're seeing around us. We need to let go and let God and trust that he got it. These midwives, they trusted God. They trusted the God even though they've been praying. They were in Egypt. They were in slavery. This king was making their life hard. He said it was making it bitter. That they would have like, okay, I'm afraid of this man. If he's working us so hard and he tells us to do something, I'm going to obey what it is he asked us to do. Not even asked, told us to do. But they stood their ground and trusted in the God of their salvation. And it says the Israelites increased the more and the more and the more. So brothers and sisters, let's trust God and trust that he is with us. And he's going to cause us to be numerous. He's going to cause us to be strong. And as the Hebrew boys, they didn't even come out smelling like smoke. Now we're looking at Moses' mother. Moses' mother. We have mothers in the room. And we know the story of what she did. Putting him in a basket. What if the basket wasn't completely tarred? What if there was a little leak? What if water seeped in? There was a lot of what ifs. But the story didn't say that. She asked what if. I sense that God led her to do that. And she followed the direction of God. Guys, God is leading us to do things. Are we following what God is leading us to do? Or are we being timid? I don't know, God. Is it really you? We need to have faith as this mother did. The story went on. It says, a man of the house of Levi, which is from the priestly tribe, he took a wife of Levi, and she conceived and she gave birth to his son. Now, what was the king's plan? His plan was to kill all the baby's boys at birth. But God had a bigger plan. The plan was even bigger than the king's plan. The child was born. Now this was not this mother's first child. But when she looked at this child, it says that she saw the beauty in this child. She saw the health in this child. She saw something special about this child. You know, for those of us who had children, when before I, I got pregnant, I told God, I want a son. Love all children, but I want a son. And I saw the beauty in that son when that son was born. I didn't think of the three days that I went through labor pain before he was born. I saw the beauty. I saw the health. I saw the plan that God had for this child's life. And I look at this mother. I'm like, she was seeing what God had in store for this boy. Even in the midst of a time where this king was saying, kill all boys. But she saw 
beauty. She saw health. She saw something special in him. Now when given birth to this child, in a time where the king said to kill all boys, she did so. And then she had to hide him. She hid him for three months. Now having a little baby, Nathaniel was quiet, Mark was, there was quiet, Mark used to cry a little, but they were quiet babies. And I look back, was he a cry baby? Did he make noise? You know, he had an older sister and an older brother, were they able to play with him? You know, how kids will play together? Or they had to keep quiet because of the plan that the king had. But within that, also, it's not just to keep him quiet. They couldn't take him to the temple to offer him back to God. That was one of the things that they did. They couldn't have a name in ceremony. That might have been hard on them as a family. And not only as a family, but as Israelites, as the Hebrew people, because they, 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 they were grateful for the things that God gave them, and especially for a son, that God blessed her with a son. And they were not even able to do that, to take him to the temple, to offer him back to God, to have the eight-day ceremony of this child. But God was faithful. God was faithful. God was faithful. God had a plan. God had a plan for this child. And God's plan was greater than the plan of the king. God has a plan for each and every one of us. And we need not be afraid. Sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes we don't see the detail. And I had one of my co-workers today, she said, you know, I'm just going to trust God because he showed me some things that I would understand and some things that I don't understand. And I'm just going to trust him whether I understand it or I don't understand it. Why was Moses had to be born at that time? Because God had a plan that the people would be praying for 400 years and Moses had to come at that time that he will tell Pharaoh through Moses to let my people go. So guys, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. We are here in this church. We are going out to our community. We are reaching out to the people out there who are lost. God has a plan in us doing so. Let us not um, be afraid to speak to people about the love of God. Because we see the love of God. We see his hands moving in our lives. Sometimes we don't understand. God, you protected me this morning. He protected me. He provided my sister's keys. God works in ways that we do not understand. But what we have to remember that he is God. And God's plan is perfect. So let's take encouragement like this mother. She was encouraged that even though she was giving birth to a child in the time where the king made a a, a decree that all boys were to be killed, she still trusted her God. Now we see in the life of The mother, this Levite woman, trusting in God, fearing God. The scripture said that she made a basket. 
She made a basket and she put the baby in this basket on the Nile, three months old. Three months old was Nathaniel turning over. Mark was not turning over. But three months old, this baby in this basket, this beautiful, healthy, special child in this basket. And not only in a basket, but to put him on the River Nile. Brother Lynn talked about uh, the pig pen. He raised pigs. I was born close to a river. And going down to the river, it had these little things. We used to call them zanjis. There was like a snake, but it lived in the water. Who knows what was in that water? But this mother trusted God. That God will keep this child safe from anything that may have harmed him in that water. Now the king's plan was to throw the baby in the Nile. But God had this mother put the baby in the Nile to keep him safe. Sometimes we may have to go into places that we would see with our natural eyes that would not be safe, but God sees that it's for our safety. God ordained this woman to put this child in this basket for his safety. What is God leading you to do that you don't understand, but it would be for your safety? Let's trust God. Because he sees all things. He knew that nothing would have happened to hurt that child. He knew that Pharaoh's daughter would have come to take that child. He have it all worked out. Because he is God. I looked up the name of Moses' mother. Jacobed. It means Yahweh is glory. But this Yahweh is spelled Y-H-W-H. And we know that the Israelites, the name that was revealed to them, to Moses in the book of Exodus, was Yahweh, which is Y-A-H-W-E-H. God is faithful. He used a woman of glory to work for him. We are God's glory. We need to desire to work for God. He says he doesn't call those who are equipped, but he equips you when you come. He is calling us. Are you hearing his call? He's not calling us all to do the same thing. We all have different gifts. We all can do different things, but that makes us one body. Let's answer to the call of God and not be afraid and trust that God is faithful. Remembering the king's plan to throw all the baby boys in the river Nile. But God's plan through Jacobed was to place this boy to keep him safe in the Nile. So what the devil planned for evil, God brought good out of it. So let's continue to trust God for his good. Now we have Moses' sister. Uh, my mother had seven children. I was the sixth out of the seven. And I had a brother, um, twin boys before me. His name was um, Leon. And Leon was not a good brother when he was little. He was very good when he got older. He protected me when we got older. But when we was little... Leon, oh, he was, he was, he wanted to be dad. And if I breathed too hard, it was a tump. And, but this sister, 
She was older, but she cared for her brother. It says here in the scripture that now Moses' sister, she stood at a distance and she was watching. She was watching what would happen to her brother. Now this mother even trusts because it did say that the mother stayed. It says Miriam stayed, the sister stayed. So she stayed and she's watching her brother. And I'm sure she might have helped her mother with Moses and, you know, while he was a baby, you know, she might have heard when the mother used to pray with him and, and, you know, just tell him, be quiet, be quiet and just, just patting him and stuff like that. So what do you think, Miriam? Miriam, as an older sister, staying close by and she's probably saying to herself, I would not let anything happen to my brother. I'm going to watch him until help comes. And help did come. God ordained. God ordained the help to come. Are you waiting for help to come? God is ordaining it. We cannot rush before God's time. We have to wait on God's timing because his timing is perfect and he's a God that is always on time. Help did come to this baby. We know that the king's daughter, she came at the appointed time. She came at the time where Moses was to be pulled out of that water, to be drawn out and to even be named Moses which means drawn out. Miriam was in position. Are you putting yourself in position for God to use you? Sometimes we think where we are, or sometimes we feel where we are, that we don't want to be there. But God has probably placed you there for a time where he can use you for what he sees that you need to be used for. We go around, we go to different places. Trust God that he has placed you in that position. It may be hard. It may be very hard, the things that you're going through. But trust that God is with you. And he has placed you in a position that he is going to bring good out of it. Now, Miriam, just like the midwives, she had courage. She had courage to go up to the queen and for the queen to ask her, I need something. People is going to come to us and they need something. Are you ready to give them what they need? So many people out there are hurting and they need a hug. They need a word of encouragement. Some people may need money. But whatever is the need, are you ready to help in the need of the people that God has placed before us? Enjoy the position that you're in and trust that God has placed you in that position that he can use you. Miriam was used. She was used by God. She was used by God to have her own mother, to have Moses' mother, Come and nurse him. I remember when Nathaniel was little. He did not breastfeed, so I'm giving him his bottle. 
And I used to look at him in his eyes. And I used to speak to him. I used to talk to him. I used to sing to him. I used to pray over him. These are some of the things that I'm sure this Levite woman did with her son. And God made that possible. Guys, God can make things possible for us too. We are his children. And he loves us. He loves us that much that he sent his son to die. That we might live. Do not look at the position that you're in as a position of waste. But as a position that God can use you in the midst. Miriam stood and she watched. She kept her position until God sent the help. So I ask you. I ask you tonight. What position do you see yourself in? Do you see a position where you feel bitter? Where you feel it's hard labor? Where you feel like, I can't do this anymore? I'm here to encourage you. Working at where I work, I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. I wake up with with a pleasure to go. It's overwhelming. But I thank God for the position that I'm in. We need to thank God for the positions that we all are in. We are all in a position of watching, a position of waiting. Let's enjoy the position because God has a plan to bring to us, for us and for others. It was a plan for Miriam that God had her watch, that the the queen could have taken Moses Because we know where he was raised. We know why he was raised. He was raised there that God can use him to have him learn the things of the Egyptians. That he can be in a position also. That he can know the ins and outs of the Pharaoh. That he can go to him and tell him, my God, my Yahweh says, let my people go. For I want them to come worship me. Guys, God wants us to worship him. So let's not delay. Let's enjoy the position that we're in. And let us have courage as the Israelites, as this um, mother, as this of the, uh, the, the midwives, and as this little girl. The courage that she had to stand in her position. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lisa. Great illustrations and challenges and encouragements from the different people in that particular story. I enjoy doing that too. Take a story and look at the different people that are in there. It's a great way to um, meditate on God's word as you're reading it for yourself. You read a story and. Uh, Kind of look at a character and say, well, how does this character um, manifest God's character and God's purposes and God's plans? How might they, if it's a bad character, how do they not? <laughs> and how could that apply to my life? And so that was a great, great job, Lisa. Thank you so, so very much. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for the time that we've had together tonight to look at your word. 
Thank you, Lord, that Lisa prepared so diligently, Lord God, and prayerfully. And I pray, dear God, that you would continue to encourage and challenge us from the examples that she shared from your word about how we can be used by you. And even when we're going through difficult times, even when circumstances come against us, even when things look negative, that you're in the midst of all that and you want to use us in the midst of it. And Father, I pray for those tonight that may feel like they're in the midst. Um, whatever it might be, but right now they just feel like they're in the midst and maybe they're more concerned and rightfully concerned about what's going to happen to me, what's going to happen to my circumstances. Well, Lord, in the middle of that, help them also say, well, God, how do you want to use me while I'm in the midst of all this? And Father, we just thank you and praise you that you will do that. We give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.